Because you've proven yourself over and over and over and over again. So we celebrate you for that. We thank you for that. And we trust you. God, I pray in this moment that, that you will move in that, that today that each and every one of us will find our way back to you. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Rock Church, how's everybody doing today? It's good to see you guys. I want to welcome everybody here to our 1130 service at our Conway location. But I also know we have other people watching online or on demand. So will you guys do me a favor and help welcome everybody who's watching online or on demand. So thankful for you and Definitely want to encourage you to make sure you get connected with us. And, and, and I want to say for everybody, uh, that, that especially if you're new with us, man, get connected. Like, like, I'm so glad you came today. I hope that you've had a good experience already today, uh, an experience connecting with Jesus, uh, an experience connecting with some others. Hopefully that, that you were well-received coming in the, through the parking lot, into the lobby, that you had a good experience checking your kids in, to maybe grabbing a drink at the bar, that that whatever has happened before you got in here, I thought, that, I hope that was great. But then once you got in the auditorium, I, I hope that you've had a chance to really connect with Jesus. I, I hope that, that may, maybe you're not even used to church or anything, but you're like, man, there's something different here. There, there's something different in this room. There's something different that I wasn't expecting. I hope that that is true of you and, and, and that you've had an opportunity. But, but I would encourage you to go a step further. Make sure you get connected with some others. I want you to connect with Jesus because I believe that, that he will help you find what matters, but I want you to connect with others because they will help you as well. Uh, so make sure if you're new with us, stop by our connect wall or use a QR code that's there at your chair, all right? Now, I also have to say this, that if you're here today, and which you are because you're here, that it's a perfect weekend to be here because we're launching a new series, and the new series is called Finding the Way. And at the fall, this time of year, it's an opportunity for all of us to kind of lean into this idea of finding your way, that, that you might be new at university or new at school or new in a class, and you're trying to find your way through that. It's football season. And for many of us, we're hoping that this is the year for our team, right? Do, do I have anybody who has an NFL team you follow? Just raise your hand if you have any NFL team. All right, so today's the day, all right? Two teams kicked off on, on Thursday, but everybody else is kicking off today or tomorrow, and we're all hoping that our team will find a way to win, right? And for several of us, that's a scary thought, and it's a hope and a prayer because our team sucks, right? Like, I'm a Colts fan, right? Like, I'm a Colts fan, and ever since Peyton Manning retired, we have sucked, okay? But maybe this is the year that we'll find a way to win. Others of you are in my boat, 
Some of you are Chicago Bear fans. Some of you are Cleveland fans. Some of you are Carolina fans. And you can just admit, right, that we're hoping to find a way to win this year. Others of you, well, like specifically Dallas Cowboy fans, <laughs> your team will find a way to lose. Right? Am, am I wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like Dallas, it seems like every year it's like, man, they should win. They've got talent, but every year they find a way to lose. So I'm not making fun of your team. I'm just spitting facts right now, okay? We can joke about that with football, but honestly, that's, that's a little bit of life right now. That, man, man, I'm just trying to find a way to win. I'm trying to find the way. I'm trying to find the way to be successful. I'm trying to find the way to, to some peace. I'm trying to find the way to some purpose. I'm trying to find the way of life. That, that when we just talk about life, that there's probably a lot of us that, that maybe you're there right now. Or think about it from a faith perspective. That I'm just trying to find the way to God. I'm just trying to find the way to salvation. I'm trying to find the way to heaven. I'm trying to find the way to, to get some hope and some peace and some purpose into my life. And I want you to know, you can find the way. That you can find those things. But we got to get on the right path. we got to get on the right way. And unfortunately, for many of us, we might find the path, but then we don't stick to it. Because we get lost and confused along the way. Anybody here ever been to an Ikea store? Okay, then you know exactly what I mean. How many of y'all have been lost in an Ikea store? Yeah, exactly. It happens all the time. And, and I enjoy going to Ikea with my wife. That, that I know we're, when we go, it's going to be several hour adventure. And we're going to go on a date and it's going to be great. But inevitably, this happens. That We get up there. We get on the second floor. We start down the path. There's arrows. Like they basically say, all you got to do is follow this arrow. It'll lead you exactly where you need to go. But eventually what happens is about halfway through, because I'm an old man that drinks a lot of Diet Coke, I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. So I look at Chris and I say, I'll be back. Don't leave yet. Like, don't leave this area. She's like, oh, no problem. I'm just going to keep shopping. So I run to the bathroom and then I get back on the path. I'm like, just follow the arrows. Eventually I'll get to her and I take running and then I can't find her. And then she's not in the area where we were. And then I see this little sidebar path, right? And I'm like, if I go through that little door, maybe it'll lead me to the other side of the maze and maybe I'll find Krista. So I veer off the path. I go through that door. I get lost. The next thing you know, I'm back at the food court eating meatballs. <laughs> right? If you've ever been to Ikea, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And guys, I want us to get on the path. I want us to find the way. And then I want us to stick to it. I want us to find and follow the way of Jesus. So, so let me just say this right now. Straight up, next five weeks. If you're new to church, if you're new to a faith walk, if you're just investigating who Jesus 
might be. Maybe you've never been to church ever in your life and, and you find yourself here and, and you're just like, I, I kind of want to just investigate a little bit of who this Jesus guy is. This is the perfect series. Because we're going to go through the book of Acts which is found in the Bible, is written by a guy named Luke. And, and he wrote it to one guy. He wrote it to a guy named Theophilus. Theophilus was trying to figure out who Christ was. And he was trying to follow the way of Christ. So Luke wrote him a couple letters the first letter we call the book of Luke, and it was written to Theophilus. They explained the way, uh, who Jesus was. And then he wrote this second letter to Theophilus that, that explained the way of Christ. So again, if, if you're just here, just starting to investigate who Jesus is, it's a perfect series for you. But it also is a perfect series if you're somebody who has called yourself a Christian for a long time. That, that, that it, you might say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, or oh, yeah, I go to church, or oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. It's a great series for you as well, because unfortunately, I know this happens, is inside of our Christian walk, we start walking with Christ, and we think we've got this Christianity thing figured out, and before long, we realize we veer off the path, and what we call Christianity looks nothing like the way of Christ. And what I want to do is encourage all of us for the next five weeks is to look at what does it really mean to find and follow the way of Christ? What does it really mean? What does it really look like to be somebody who has found the way? Well, what it really means is that you would be part of the way. Or I could say it this way, you would be a follower of the way. And I know just even saying that, that might sound confusing, but, but you got to go back to early Christianity, back to what we call the book of Acts. And, and early in Christianity, the, the, the writer here, Luke, he didn't call people Christians, and it makes sense. He didn't call people Christians. One, it was a very derogatory term back then, uh, that it was people, Romans, Jews, who would make fun of Christ, Jesus Christ, would use that term for Christians and make fun of them. It was also not a humble way to act back then, uh, to just to call yourself a Christian. It was also would bring persecution on uh, because the church and, and, and Christians were being persecuted back then. So they didn't call themselves Christians. They called themselves followers of the way. We see it in the book of Acts. Let me show it to you. Acts chapter 2, or excuse me, Acts chapter 22, verse 4 says, And I persecuted the followers of the way. This is the Apostle Paul speaking before he became a follower of the way. He said, I persecuted the followers of the way, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women, and throwing them in prison. And then later he said this, But I admit that I follow the way which they call a cult. That the Apostle Paul says, I am a follower of the way. What does he mean by that? And what does he mean that he is a follower of the way? Or, or better yet, maybe let me say it this way, why would we want to be followers of the way? Well, here's one reason. Because the way leads to God. And maybe I can say it this way, that if you are a follower of the way, the way 
connects you to God. That Jesus is the way to God. See, the reason they called themselves followers of the way back then was because Jesus claimed to be the way. We see it in John chapter 14, verse 6. It says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. That this verse in itself is a verse that, that most people would point to, most theologians, most people throughout church history, they would point to this verse and they would say, well, because of this verse, the early Christians were called followers of the way because Jesus said that he is the way. So what we're doing is saying, well, if Jesus is the way, I'm gonna become a follower of the way. I'm gonna become a follower of Jesus. And now I want you to think about this for a second. That statement Jesus made, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. Well, that's an exclusive statement, isn't it? I mean, like when you hear that statement, you might go, wow, that's a pretty exclusive statement, Jesus. Like that's a... that. that like, that's, you're isolating a lot of people. What about other people from other religions who want to get to God as well? Jesus, when you say that you're the only way to the Father, that, that sounds a little tough. That, that sounds a little exclusive. And I would agree with you. It does. I would, agree with, I, I would agree and say it this way. It is an exclusive statement. But, but let's make sure we recognize this. All religions make exclusive statements. Islam is a religion, says that Allah is God and Muhammad is his prophet. That's an exclusive statement. Atheism is a religion, okay? Atheists say there is no God. That, that's a, an exclusive statement. That um, agnostics say it's impossible to know God. That's an exclusive statement. So all religions make exclusive statements, and so did Jesus. He said, if you want to get to God, then you got to come through me. And, and here's what, I think I'm confident in saying this. All of us want to get to God. And there's a reason you're here today. Nobody got tricked into being here. Like, you didn't think you were coming to some rock climbing place when you came through the doors. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, you knew I'm going to church. You knew there's something there. And, and, and so there's a little bit of this desire inside of us that says, I want to connect to God. I, I want to connect to a higher power. I, I, I want to believe that there's something else out there. Now, what, what you might think or what many people think, what I have thought at other times in my life is, well, it really doesn't matter because all roads eventually lead to God. Like that's a common thought. It might be a thought that you have. I, I know it's a thought that a friend of mine named Allison had. Allison was a girl uh, that I met years ago uh, at a bar in Illinois. That what happened is, is on Wednesday nights, uh, me and one of our worship pastors, every Wednesday night after church, we would go to this bar and we would eat pizza and hang out. And, and uh, we started getting into conversations with the people who were in the bar. And one day this girl named Allison, she came by and introduced herself and, you know, we're sitting there eating pizza. And she's like, so what do you guys do? And I said, well, we're, we're pastors. And she looked at me and she said, you're not a pastor. 
Because I didn't look like a pastor, okay? I mean, I don't think I look like a pastor today, but especially back then I didn't. Um, back then I had long ble bleach blonde hair. Uh, I had multiple earrings, eyebrow ring, nose ring. I mean, I had more metal in my face than a middle schooler with braces, okay? <laughs> and she's looking at me going, you're not a pastor. And I was like, no, no, we are. And then we ended up having a great conversation. And, and, and then she said this, she said, well, I believe that, that many roads or all roads lead to God. And I just replied to her, many people believe that. Like, I didn't shut her down. I didn't say, well, that's not what I believe. I didn't quote John 14, 6 to her in that moment. I just said, many people believe that. And then we continued the conversation for a little bit longer. And, and then the next week, we continued the conversation some more. And then the following week, when I, when, when I showed up, one of the guys goes, hey, look, it's the bar pastor. Everybody pull up a chair. Because by now, I was starting to get a little bit of a reputation, and everybody in the entire bar pulled up a chair. And we sat there, and we ended up talking for a couple hours, people asking questions about faith. And the question came back to, how do I get to God? So there in a bar with a bunch of people, I just explained the way of Jesus. And when it was over, just a beautiful thing happened that night. Allison pulled me to the side. She said, I want Jesus as my Savior because I now realize he is the way to hope and to peace and to God. Amen? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And I led her to Christ, and her friend Shannon, who was the bartender, was there at that moment as well. And we all prayed and received Christ. And, and then I had a chance to later baptize Shannon, the bartender, at church. I mean, it, was just a, it was a crazy thing, but it all came back to this idea. How do I get to God? How do I find that way? Guys, I want you to see, like, you don't have to search. You don't have to try a bunch of things. Just go to Jesus, because Jesus says he is the way. Yes, it's an exclusive statement, but it's an all-inclusive offer. Like, don't miss that part. It's an exclusive statement, but it's an all-inclusive offer that he says to each and every one of us that is here, everyone who's watching online, he says, my offer is for you because I want to connect you to the Father. And it's a free offer. His grace is free. There's nothing you can do to earn it, to work for it. It's a free offer, yet it'll cost you everything. And I know you might go, whoa, 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 I thought it was free. Nothing's free. Except his grace, but it does cost you everything. And again, I know you might hear that and go, that doesn't make sense. Let me try to explain it this way. You want to find the way of Christ? Well, Jesus is the way to God, and he's the way of life. But the life of Christ costs everything. Just like it did for Jesus, so it does for us. But it is a life that when we surrender to Jesus and we start walking that life out, it changes everything. 
Uh, go back to the early church fathers. Meaning, what I mean by that is the people who were alive, like, like what we call second generation or third generation Christians. The, the people that, that were alive like 100 years after the death of Christ. These are some guys who wrote about Christianity and specifically about the way of Christ. And, and here's what they said. This guy's name is Origen. He said he frequently used the term the way to describe the Christian faith and its transformative power in the lives of believers. Like Jesus' life, when we bring it into our life, when we bring his way into our way, it will transform our lives. Augustine of Hippo, a couple hundred years after Christ, he wrote this. While not using the specific phrase, the way, as much, Augustine discussed the path of salvation through Christ and the importance of following Jesus as the way to eternal life. That Augustine, that, that, that Origen, that they understood the way of Jesus leads to life. So, so how do we get into that? How do we walk out this way? How do, how do we go from our life to connecting with him to God and the way of life, his path, when we get on a narrow road? Jesus said this. And this is the reason I say it costs everything. Is Jesus said, my grace is free, but it will require you to go from a wide road to a narrow road. Let me show it to you. It's from uh, the book of Matthew. Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. That, that, that Jesus says, like, like if I could kind of visually try to show this to you. Jesus says you have to get off the wide road and get on the narrow road. That on the wide road, we have all these ideologies, all these things in our life. And here's what typically happens. Like, I, I've seen this happen, especially in those of us who claim Christ as our Savior. Those of us who would say we're Christians, all right? Let me talk to you for just a second. That, that, that I'm afraid of, this is how we think life works, is that we're on this road over here. And we're like, I want to bring a little bit of Jesus into my life. Like, I want to sprinkle a little bit because I like this four-lane road. I, I like how wide it is. I, I like how easy it is that, that I just get to travel down this road and I just want to bring a little bit of Jesus. It's like I want to sprinkle a little bit of Jesus into my life, which means I can travel on this big road with whatever I'm thinking and say, Jesus, I just need you to come into a little bit of my thoughts and align yourself with my thoughts. Jesus, I just need you to come onto my road and, and, and I want to put a little bit of you in my heart. And Jesus, I, I want you to come onto my road and I want to put a little bit of you into the things I do and the way I walk and, and, and what, I do, what I do. So, so much so that we'll say like, like Jesus, I, I get a little bit of you on Sunday and that's enough. Like I, I just need a little bit of you into this road of mine. But that's not what Jesus claims. That might be what we've named or called Christianity, but that's not the way of Christ. Because what Jesus says his way looks like is it's a narrow road. 
It's a difficult road. It's a tight road where you have to offload some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to get rid of the 26-foot U-Haul and start driving on the little bitty car. You, you get what I'm getting at here? Like I, got, I can't pack it all in which means I got to get rid of that and surrender this and give this up to Jesus, where now in my mind what I'm saying is, Jesus, I don't want a little bit of you in my mind. I want you to transform my mind, and I want to think your thoughts. I want to believe your word and your will and your ways. And Jesus, I don't want you a little bit into my heart. I want you to have full access, full control of every aspect of my heart and my life. Jesus, I, I don't want to just have a little bit of you in my feet where I walk with you a little bit on Sundays. Jesus, I want everything I do in life to be a reflection of you. That I'm going to get off the wide road and on the narrow road. And it might be a difficult road. It might be a hard road. It might be a tight road. And maybe only a few find it. But that's the way of Christ and that's how I want to walk. And you might say, whoa, 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 why would I want to give up all this great stuff for this? Because all this isn't working. Oh, sometimes it's good, but all this isn't working. But the way of Christ works. And when you walk in his way, here's what he says, you will have life and life to the full a rich and satisfying life, that leads you home. Why would I want to be a follower of the way? Like, why would I want to get on his path and find and follow Jesus in his way? Well, one, because it is the way to God. It is the way to real life. And it's the way home. It's the way to the next life. And I know we all think about that at different times. Like, I know we all enjoy, like, life. I pray that none of us are like, man, I'm ready to, for death. Like, I, I don't want you thinking that way. I want you to enjoy life. But I want all of us to go, I'm ready for death. I'm ready for what comes next. And, and I know that we all want whatever is next to be great. That we want whatever is next to, to be satisfying. That, that again, I think I, I think I know you well enough because I think you know me well enough that, that there's a longing on our hearts, a longing on our lives that that, that we, we want whatever is next in this world. We want it to be good. And we want to get there. And, and what, what God has done is he's woven eternity on our hearts. Where we don't just think about, well, what's the next 20 years, 30 years, 40 years on this place. But he's woven it into our DNA to long for what is next. To, that there would be something good after this life. And I'm here to tell you, there's something great. There's the possibility to spend all of eternity with God in a beautiful place. I, I love it. Jesus said it. He said it to his disciples. This is what he said in the book of John. He said, my father's house has many rooms. 
If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Like, understand what Jesus is getting at here. He's saying, listen, I'm leaving, and when I leave, I'm going to go to my father's house, which we call heaven, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And it's a good place. And it's a great place. It's a place that for all of eternity you can have life. And he says, and if I'm going to prepare a place for you, then you need to make sure you know I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and pick you up. And then he goes on to say this, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. That Jesus is saying, listen, I'm going to prepare it, and then you get to come there with me. You get to come. You get to find your way home. And this is what I know. is like, when we don't know our way home, if you've ever been lost, we freak out. If you've ever been lost on the road, you get lost in, in a store, we, we get anxious, we get stressed, we freak out. When we can't find our way home, we get nervous. There's been several times in my life where, where I've been lost. I know one time was like I was literally lost in the woods. And I've told you the story, so I'm not going to tell you all those bits and pieces. But i got to tell you enough on the front end so I can tell you about the back end. Because on the back end, I want to tell you something I don't think I've ever shared. Is I, I was probably second or third grade. The reason I say second or third is in fourth grade we moved. So I know I wasn't in fourth grade. It had to be somewhere between second and third grade. My mom was taking me to baseball practice. And as we were going to baseball practice, I remember leaving the house. If this is where my house was, I remember heading that way down the road, turning left, going a little bit, turning left, and then there was an elementary school. So, so again, my house was here. I went down a road for a little while, turned left, went down a road for a little while, turned left, and then went to an elementary school. And my mom, when she dropped me off there, she said, listen, I got to run some errands. I got to go do some stuff, but I'll be back to pick you up. If you happen to get done be before I get back, just sit and relax. I'll be here. All right. Now, I know you hear that and you might think, what kind of mom was she? Guys, back then, we left our kids at practice. I know we don't do that anymore, all right? But back then we did. That was just the way it worked. And not only did you leave your kid at practice, when practice was over, everybody left. If your mom or dad wasn't there to pick you up yet, the coach left. Because like, well, I'm sure your mom and dad's going to come. And, and that's exactly what happened that day. We got done a little early. Everybody left. My coach left. And I'm sitting there at this elementary ball field all by myself. And... As I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, well, I know we got done way early, so it's going to be a long time before my mom gets here. If I just head through those woods, my house has to be on the other side. Because I remember being at my house, and I know at my house there's a railroad tracks and some woods, and I remember leaving my house and turning left and crossing the railroad tracks, going a little bit further and turning left and getting to this elementary school. So my house has to be right across those woods, so I'll just go through the woods and get home. What seemed like a good idea, which we all know wasn't, but what seemed like a good idea in the moment led me to a place of panic and fear. 
because I got into the woods and immediately where I thought there was plenty of light out, all of a sudden it's dark. And I'm on a path and I, I think this path will lead home, but the deeper I get into the woods, the less the path is there and I can't find the path. So now I'm running all over the woods and I, I'm freaking out all over the woods. I'm, I'm crying, I'm scared, I'm anxious, I'm nervous. I think I'm never gonna get home. And then eventually I see the sun kind of coming through some woods and, and I peek out and I see the railroad tracks. And then I see my house. So I cross the railroad tracks and I walk into my house where I see my mom sitting on the couch with tears in her eyes. She's like, you're home. And she stands up and she runs over and I'm expecting to get a whooping. But she just wraps her arms around me. She's like, I was afraid you weren't gonna make it home. I was afraid you were lost. But welcome home. You're home. Because I'm in tears. I'm a mess. She's like, you're home. I was at home in the arms of a family member. And guys, there's a day that we're all going to die or there's a day that we're all going to get called up to heaven and, and, and that we're going we're gonna to see God. And we're going to have the ability to walk across that line. We're going to have an opportunity to walk into that mansion where the Father wraps his arms around us and says, Welcome home. Welcome home. And he's going to embrace us. And I want that for you. The way I felt it as a second or third grader is the way I want to feel it when I finally get to heaven. I want the Father to wrap his arms around me and say, welcome home. But I know this. I know that he's going to say that when I've recognized that Jesus is the way to God. And that I put myself on his path because it is his narrow path that leads home. The wide path doesn't. Other religions don't. It is Jesus' narrow path that leads the way to the Father and the home. So I want you to get on it today. I want you to find the way home. And for some of us, we've claimed Christ for a long time. We've called ourselves Christians, but if we're honest, our life looks nothing like Christ. Then we might say we're a Christian, but our way does not look like his way. It only looks like our way with a little bit of him sprinkled in. And I'll tell you, that's no way to live for you, but also for those who are wanting to find the way. Because they look at that life and go, why would I want Christianity if that's what it is? I'm looking for something different. So today, maybe it is this for you today, is like, you know Christ. You, you've told him that you're sorry. You've received him as your savior. But you found along the way, veering off of his real path onto this broad path. And today's the day where you say, not anymore, I'm coming back. Because I want my way to be your way. I want your way to be my way.
And I want to encourage you as a Christ follower, not just a Christian, as a Christ follower to walk in the way of Jesus today. Maybe for you it's coming up and taking communion. It's picking up those two cups and, and separating them. And one has a piece of bread in it. The other has some juice in it. And you're saying, Jesus, I'm recognizing you. And I want to walk your narrow road. Others of you, may, maybe, again, you're brand new at this faith idea. You're just starting to inspect it, trying to look at it. Maybe for you, you're just like, Josh, I just don't know if I'm there yet. I get it. I'm not going to pressure you. I'm not that kind of preacher. I'm just going to encourage you to take some steps towards Jesus. Take some steps towards him and start investigating deeper what would it really look like to find and follow Jesus. It's my prayer that you'll commit to being here for several weeks in a row and just investigate what it looks like to be a follower of the way. But there's some of you who you don't need another week. That you know there's a longing on your heart. You know that there's a desire. You know that the way that you've been walking isn't working. And today you're ready to say, I'm ready to become a follower of the way of Christ. And I want you to know that free gift of grace is available. That that all-inclusive offer, it's there for you. And maybe you can be like Allison. Maybe you can be like Shannon. And you could surrender today and say, I'm committed to walk in the way of Jesus. And if you need to pray with somebody about that, I'd love to pray with you about that. Our prayer team would love to pray with you about that. You can just come to this Connect Corner right over there, and we'll be standing there, and we would love to pray with you to help you find and follow Jesus. So do me a favor, if we could all just stand up right now. We're going we're gonna to go into this time of response. And as we do, think about it on those levels. I've been claiming Christ, but haven't been walking in his way. Make a change today. You, you've been walking in your own way, take a step towards Jesus. Or if you're ready to fully surrender, go all in. If you want to spend some time praying, our prayer walls are still up. You can write that prayer on that card and stick it in the prayer wall by the baptistry or over here. Take communion, pray with people. Let's follow Jesus because he, he's the way maker. He's the miracle worker. He's the promise keeper. Marissa's going to lead us in this song. Let's sing along with her. And let's follow the way of Jesus.